that was Glorify by Jordan Files. You guys should definitely go listen to that whole song. It is amazing. It'll get you so pumped up and on fire. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Faith. It is one of your hosts, Meredith Foster. Stoss is not going to be on this episode. She'll be on the next one, so this is my solo episode. But uh, it is currently Memorial Day, and the sirens are blaring. So if you can hear any, I'm so sorry. Also, hopefully the sound is a lot better. I'm recording on a blue microphone. It's actually white, but the brand is blue. So there you go. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to kind of give you guys some insight on where I'm at right now in my walk with the Lord and the things that he's been showing me and revealing to me. I've been spending so much time in prayer and time with the Lord and he's really been opening my eyes to a lot. Um, And then I also am going to play a little bit of this audio that I found from a teacher I found on YouTube. He studies the Bible and he has this great um, sermon on the things that lead us and you know if it's the Holy Spirit or our flesh those are the two things that we kind of listen to for to make decisions in our lives like any decision we make is either our fleshly desire or from the Holy Spirit if you have the Holy Spirit in you if you've given your life over to Jesus then you have the Holy Spirit sealed inside of you so I really want to shed some light on this because it's actually helped me a lot in I think where I am in my life right now um, and I guess we can just jump into it. So I've been feeling very um, lethargic, very tired, very unmotivated, kind of just lazy. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that LA is still in quarantine and I just, there's not much to do. Like I can't go to the gym. I can't really be around people. So I just kind of feel like, oh, well, whatever, I'll just do nothing. But um, that spirit of laziness and fatigue is actually not from the Holy Spirit. So when I'm feeling that, I have to discern, okay, that's actually, that's not what God wants me to do. He doesn't want me to sit around and do nothing. He wants me, he wants to sanctify me. So the Holy Spirit comes to sanctify us. And that means to make us more useful for God so that we can be more productive, so we can glorify his name and do what he's called us to do. So I came to that realization and was like, whoa, the reason why I haven't recorded a podcast episode is because I feel like I don't want to, but that's a feeling. That's not, we have to discern between our emotions and feelings and what those things are telling us to do because a lot of the time our emotions and our feelings are telling us to do things that God is does not want us to do. So another example would be the spirit of depression and anxiety, um, which you guys know if you've listened to the podcast, that's something that Stoss and I have both uh, struggled with. So when I say struggle, I mean we are fighting a spiritual battle. So when you are a believer, you are going to be fighting a spiritual battle with the enemy. So it says in Ephesians six twelve, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Recently, he has been attacking me with the spirit of nostalgia, with the spirit of laziness, uh, depression, anxiety. I mean, he's just trying to come at me with all sorts of things right now. And I'm just having to take up the full armor of God and say, no, devil, not today. You do not have authority over my mind and my thoughts. 
So the other day I almost had like a mental breakdown. I felt so defeated and just like what is left for me kind of type of feeling. Um, And I just prayed to God about it and was like, what do you want me to do next? I just don't, my passion for YouTube is just not there. Like I don't want to make videos to be relatable. I just don't, that doesn't excite me. I like was like, God, what am I supposed to do? Um, And also I've just been feeling like, am I ever going to be in a relationship? Am I ever going to get married? Like, is that even part of my, the, the plan for my life? And God has actually revealed to me that it is part of the plan for my life, um, that I will have a husband someday. Um, but if you're feeling defeated right now, just remember that his promises for you are so much more powerful than your current circumstance. And it's, I know it's hard to see the bigger picture and just kind of, I know because I've been there, like feeling so trapped in the moment of like there's no way out of this there's no escape from that feeling in your head of of hopelessness but guys there is hope like God will fulfill the promises the things that you pray about the things that you desire he will fulfill those things and your current circumstance it may seem so far away from those promises but it is so worth the wait we just need to endure right now we're gonna get really deep with this but basically if you have given your life over to christ and you are filled with the holy spirit you are a new creation you're physical your flesh is dead and you are alive now with the holy spirit you carry that inside of you that's why it says to honor God with your body because you now have the Holy Spirit inside of you and it is so valuable. So you don't want to put anything into your body that is going to harm that beautiful creation. I never really put two and two together until this year with certain things. I think last year I really was kind of contemplating. I don't know why this thought came into my head. I mean, I know why it was the devil trying to be like, yeah, doing drugs is totally okay. Um, I like wanted to, I didn't want to, but I thought, I don't know why I thought this guys, I thought that I was like, oh, maybe I should just do cocaine. What? (laughs) Like literally what? Why would I put a harmful drug in my body, when you put that substance into your body, it is an open gateway. It's like a doorway for demonic forces to come and fill your head with thoughts of, you know, suicide and depression. A quick point I want to make is, I just, I just learned this like probably a year ago. So if you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit, you cannot be demonically possessed. Like no demon can actually possess you because you are sealed with the holy spirit so before i go any further if you're like whoa what do you mean demon like what do you mean okay if you don't know that they're real just open up the word of god and you'll find you'll you can go look up passages about it but um like there are actual angels we have angels if you are a believer you have angels heavenly mighty angels that are around you you guys they're here and they come in forms of like little light beams that you see um and i'm like trying to be more aware and be like are do i have an angel that's like with me right now i digress back to the demons (laughs) oh my gosh guys they have no authority over us so i actually think i believe that i have been up until recently i would say up until i really kind of became I I asked God to renew my spirit and my mind because for so long I even though I was a believer in God I wasn't 
um, I wasn't activating the Holy Spirit inside of me. So the more you're praying, the more you're reading the word, the more you're seeking God, that is going to activate the Holy Spirit inside of you. So for a big part of my life, I think I was demonically oppressed um, because I had thoughts of suicide. I was abusing alcohol and I was behaving, I was making choices um, that were so detrimental to me. Like I literally got so drunk one time that I hooked up with this guy. I felt so much shame and guilt from doing that, which is, you know, not from God, that's from the enemy. And it made me feel like I was so far away from God because I had done such a bad thing. I'm doing little quotes with my fingers. Um, but that's the opposite of the truth, guys. The sin in your life doesn't define you. The sin from your past, the sin in your future, Jesus died for all of it, past, present, and future. So the only thing that defines you is Christ. If you're letting your sin define you, that is a lie that the enemy has put on you to make you feel like you're far away from God. One of the prayers I do is, God, please um, break my heart for anything that breaks your heart so that I don't want to do, so that I don't do it. So just wanting to be right with God. This is our time right now to to really be right with him and say, if there's anything I'm doing that is displeasing to you, Father, help me turn from it. He's your father. He's your papa. He wants you to just desire to know him because you want to be known. You want to be fully known by someone. That's why we crave like a relationship with someone is because we want to be fully known. God fully knows you. He knows you from the inside out. He knows you better than anyone. Mike Todd at Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma said in his one of his last sermons on um, relationship goals, he said, if God isn't enough for you, no person will ever be. And that is like, that just strikes a chord in me because I, you know, searched for love and validation from guys for so long. And little did I know I was searching for God's love for me like I didn't I wasn't receiving his love I was searching for you know I was looking for fulfillment through all these different things and jumping from thing to thing so that's why I'm constantly saying it's about a relationship with the Lord it's not about religion and rules and yes there are certain things that God calls us to do and not do if you read the book of Proverbs at the end of the day God just, he wants a relationship with you. It is um, like when we enter the father's house, he wants a family. That's what he's wanted from the very beginning with Adam and Eve. He wants a family. He, he wants communication between his children and that that's all he wants. So once you like realize that, it's like, oh, God's not mad at me. Oh my gosh. Like I can actually confide in him and tell him what I'm struggling with. Like, yes. Like he's not mad. He is not mad at you. When you're like close to a breakthrough or you're discovering God's truth more and more, you are going to be attacked even harder because Satan sees you as a threat to him. Like, why would Satan kick a dead horse? Like there's no reason to like, you know, attack something that is is not working for God or glorifying his name. Um, but if you are constantly speaking life into people and sharing the truth of who God is, then you're going to be attacked. So that's why we are called to put on the full armor. It's because we have to know that that stuff is coming. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is not to scare you. I actually am telling you this because I wish I had been aware of this. I wish I had known the types of 
schemes that the enemy would was going to be throwing at me instead of thinking that something was wrong with me and that I was, you know, I wasn't delivered of my struggles and sin. And I wish I had known because as I started to, you know, speak about God more and, and open up my voice, I was getting attacked and I didn't understand it. So the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you guys to be aware so that you know how to, you know, you know how to, um, what is the word? You know how to not defend yourself, but you know, you have the, you have the tools, which is the word of God. The tool that you have is the word of God, the sword to fight off any attacks. It says in Luke 10, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. So so now we know that, you know, those attacks are going to come, but we know that there's no reason to fear because we have the authority to, to ward off the attacks. We don't have to let them take over our lives. So if you do find yourself in a spiritual battle, here are some simple truths to repeat to yourself. You can say, God's got this. The Lord fights for me. Jesus loves me. Not today, Satan. I am a child of God. He is able. It is finished. His grace is sufficient. Joy comes in the morning. I am not alone. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fear has no grip on me. Christ is enough for me. He has overcome the world. I am a new creation in Christ. Jesus conquered the grave. Sin doesn't define me. Christ does. Be still and know God is good. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip now and I just pray, Father God, I pray that the words that they hear and um, the things that are revealed, I pray that you just reveal more and more truth to everyone listening and that this, they can apply this to their lives and, and have more wisdom and knowledge. And, um, I pray that this just, uh, the, the things that they hear just impact their heart and their soul in a profound way and that this moves them. Father God, I also pray for anyone who has been feeling, um, the spirit of depression and sadness and anxiety or fear. I pray, Father, that they, uh, they know that those things have no authority over them and, um, that they stand firm in their faith in you. They, they, that they stand firm in the truth of who they are, that they are a child of God and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. How come sometimes I don't feel like getting into the word? Well, that leads us to this question. Are you at the moment, this moment, spirit-led or flesh-led? Did you know every moment, what I'm doing is determined by what is leading me. Either the spirit of God is leading me or my own flesh I was born with and I'm surrounded by is leading me. It's one or the other. We don't, only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God, that's being spirit-led, or pleasing myself, that's being led by the flesh. How do we know? Look at the chart in front of you. Galatians 5, right here. And if you want to turn there, the Bible says the way you know you're being led by the spirit is by your attitudes and actions. And Galatians 5 says, the attitudes of a spirit-led person pleasing God are love, joy, peace. What do we call those? The fruit of the what? The fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. The actions are, we want to eat the word of God. We want to boldly witness. We're a generous giver. 
We have personal disciplines like this. Do you want to see one of my disciplines? Now that's my cell phone. What's that? Those are my verses. Those are the verses I'm memorizing. I put a whole chapter taped on the back of my cell phone so that it's always in my pocket. And every time I pull it out, I have to make a choice which side of it I'm going to look at. Catch up with the latest whatever or spiritual disciplines with God. Now, what are the works of the flesh? Look back at your slide. The attitudes of anger, wrath, anxiety, fear, lust, selfishness, irritatedness, bitterness, actions of lying and stealing, being immoral, lazy, sarcastic, erratic, restless, self-focused. Those are all evidences that the flesh is running my life. Now, what's the spirit-led life? Look at the next slide. When I'm filled and led and controlled by the Spirit, how do I do that? All I have to do is surrender to the one who's already moved inside when he sealed me, the one who's already given me the down payment engagement ring for heaven, and the one who wants to sanctify me. By the way, do you remember what sanctification means? Sanctification is a great big theological term. It's kind of like justification, sanctification, those are big. Sanctification equals usefulness to God. That's what sanctifies. Do you know what the Holy Spirit every day, every hour, every moment wants to do? He wants to sanctify me, which means he wants me more and more useful to God. So when I'm filled by the Holy Spirit, if, uh, if I had a glass here and it was full of water and I wanted to fill it with milk, I would first have to dump the water out to put the milk in. To be filled with the Spirit, I have to be emptied of myself. There's only two choices. Pleasing God, being full of Spirit, pleasing self, being filled with myself, my flesh, my ways. These attitudes and, in, and, ad, and emotions are revealed when I surrender to the Holy Spirit. I have peace. I have joy. I have hope, I have love, all of a sudden I have boldness, holiness is growing, my passion for Christ, I'm sensitive, I'm self-sacrificing, I hunger for God's word, and I hate sin. So look at the next slide. What does the flesh-led life look like? We just saw the spirit-led life, and the attitudes and the actions that come, but what, how do we know when we have started resisting the sanctifying work and were grieving the Holy Spirit of God. How do we know? Well, when I'm filled, led, and controlled by the flesh, here are the attitudes, actions, and emotions that start showing up. Number one, anxiety, fear, selfishness, lethargy. Do you ever kind of feel like you're walking through, you know, some type of resistant mud, and it's just like you can't go forward. Lethargy, disinterest in the word. Are there mornings when you wake up that you just rather play a game or watch some video or listen to music or just do nothing? That's a sign of the flesh taking over. Spiritual lethargy, disinterest in the word, no passion for the lost. In fact, you don't even start looking at people as either saved or lost. You just don't care. 
that's an evidence of the flesh. When we get irritable, I mean, people say, what's wrong with you? What are you so irritable? That's the flesh. That's not the Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not make me irritable. The Holy Spirit does not make me bitter or moody or selfish or lethargic. It's the flesh. So here's another way to look at it. The Spirit-led life starts with a Spirit-led mind. It always starts with the mind. It continues with Spirit-ruled emotions. Love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness. Those are kind of like the test. You know how the, you can get a blood test to find out if you have COVID or the you know, stick that way up into your, your sinus cavity and, and do a little test of, of your, you know, whether you're sick or not. Well, you know what the test is of whether we're spiritually sick? Is love, supernatural love coming out of me? Is joy, is peace, is gentleness, is kindness, is patience and boldness and long suffering? And what happens to my body when my spirit is, is secured and sealed and sanctified my emotions change, and look what my body does. I deny ungodliness, I avoid sin, I focus on God, and I'm serving. But what does the flesh-led life look like? Well, the first thing is, my spirit-quenched mind no longer has the Word of God as, as pressing down, and it's not pushing on all of my thoughts and behaviors. And therefore, I don't have stability. I'm not bold. I have no insights when I see the Bible. I have no hunger for the Lord. I have no joy. I feel aimless. I lose confidence. And I start feeling kind of empty. And then this whole sheltering at home thing just drives me crazy. Because I've got to go and do. And I feel so restless. Then my flesh-driven emotions are volatile. They're lethargic. I quit. I give up. I'm anxious. I'm angry. I'm troubled. I'm distracted. And guess what? Impure. Do you know what Bloomberg, the news service, said? That pornography consumption in America is up 202% this morning. How come? Everybody's getting their stimulus checks. And they said they're using their stimulus checks to stimulate their flesh. See, that's a flesh-driven emotion. They're impure. And a flesh-driven body, look on your slide, is restless, undisciplined, sleeps in, has no time for God, no time for the spiritual disciplines, is appetite-driven, is lust-filled, never satisfied, and the bottom line is defeated by sin.